0: podcast. My name is Jay Struggling, and I'm your host. It is the final episode here this weekend. Had three great episodes so far. Be expecting the same thing today. 2024 Arkansas baseball commit. Gideon Moats joins the podcast. We are now officially halfway through our Arkansas sticks series. As of today's episode had gone through four weeks, got four more weeks coming your way. Hope you guys have enjoyed it so far. I definitely have. I'm definitely looking forward to the, the what these next four weeks bring. It's been great learning about the Arkansas sticks program as a whole and how just cool and genuine and how just how great the organization is in general. So um just digging more into today's episode though. Um we do dig into Gideon's pitching repertoire. Also dig into what his outlook is on this spring being that senior, kind of being that senior captain. Um, just kind of talk about that September 1st deadline, how it's kind of helped his relationships with the coaches at Arkansas and how what those barriers were before that September 1st deadline. Um, but no, we just dig into, into his entire career so far. Um, just really cool learning about his career. So uh, let's dig into it and I hope you guys enjoy it. And welcome back to the JKR Podcast. Today we have Arkansas Sticks, left-handed pitcher, and 2024 commit to Arkansas baseball. We got Gideon Motes on the podcast. Gideon, super pumped to get you on the show, man. How are you doing today?
1: I'm doing pretty good. Thank you for having me.
0: Hey, of course. Glad to have you part of this Arkansas Sticks series I got going on these past couple weeks um, here. I mean, I'm going to have a lot of Arkansas commits here these next couple of weeks. Glad to have you be one of those guys. Um, So, But before we do get started and digging into your baseball career, Uh, Let's talk a little bit about yourself. So one question I do like to ask everybody that gets on the podcast, that is, for those who don't know you, how would you introduce yourself? Who exactly is Gideon Motes?
1: Uh, I'm just a pretty laid back, chill guy. I just like to play sports. Pretty much all I do year round, football, baseball. That's really all I do, honestly.
0: All right. So you talk about football. You're in the middle of football season right now just found out that you guys are on a 50-game win streak, have won four straight state championships. So let's dig into what this football season's been like and what you guys are looking forward to these next couple months.
1: Uh, football season's been kind of rough a little bit. I mean, I got hurt at the very beginning, very first game, and I'm I'm almost 100% now, so I'm bounced back pretty good. But, I mean, we got an incredible team. Coach Coaches are incredible, probably the best in the state, so – we have every – we're capable of winning it all this year. Okay. So,
0: Arkansas football, obviously, the, in the south, I mean, high school football is pretty legit. So, what's it like on a Friday night in Arkansas, um, just playing in front of your entire entire town, entire school? What's that What's that like a little bit?
1: Um, home games are rocking for sure. Um, crazy. Cowbells, student sections packed to the very brim. Our band is in our ear the entire time. Pep rallies. You know, you get chills at the pep rallies, so they're crazy. The um, away games, you know, every team's gonna give you their best shot. You know, you have the target on your back in, in Arkansas football, so yeah, yeah. So
0: with you guys, with you guys being four t- four times straight state champions, like, what do you think's led to that success? Like, what are the coaches doing? What are the players doing? Um, what what's just led to? I mean, four straight ch- state championships.
1: Do we have very old school type coaches you know that's just you just work that's all it is it's just straight work and work and work because that's all they know so I mean it works so you can't really complain too much no matter how much it sucks through it all I'm sure it works
0: Uh, so for Bryant High School football uh, well for Bryant High School in general are they known for their football and baseball or how competitive is their baseball program compared to football
1: uh baseball used to be the main sport in Bryant it's kind of gone down just a little bit because of football how football has just shown up so much these last couple of years but baseball still competes every single year we're still in the conversation of win it all every single year just a matter if, if we do or not yeah so
0: for digging into your high school baseball career so far um, obviously you're heading into your junior year so let's dig into what your sophomore year or even your freshman year was like there at Bryant like how you guys competed and what were what were just some of the key aspects of the past two seasons
1: Um, freshman year uh, I worked my way up I was starting freshman year on varsity and then I ended up fracturing my left foot and so I would that ended my my season and we still had every opportunity to win it all we just had a couple more injuries throughout the year to some like key players and then sophomore year last year it was a it was an all right year um, I wasn't really much of a pitcher last year. I was more used as a, as a bat in the lineup cleanup most of the time in the outfield or something. But I mean, it's just my role. So,
0: yeah. So what's the, what's the outlook on this upcoming spring? Do you guys, are you guys bringing a lot of players back?
1: We're going to have a lot of new kids coming. Not a, a lot of younger kids playing this year. We lost a lot of seniors last year. Okay. So um, with, you,
0: with you being a junior, obviously committed to a school like Arkansas and you go to Bryant High School, uh, what are some ways that you're going about maybe being a leader this year and helping some of these new guys um, compete at that uh, high school level?
1: I'm not a big, like, vocal guy. I'm not a big, loud person. So I just try to do everything right, do lead by example type of person. I can be a vocal guy if I need to. Like, if if there needs to be someone in that role, I can do that. But that's just not, like, me. I'm more of a chill, laid back, do it the right way type of person, so.
0: So with you going through your sophomore season this past spring, what would what would you say would be tougher when you're facing, when you're a freshman, sophomore, facing uh, guys who are 17, 18 years old heading to college next year, or when you're playing travel ball and you're facing some of the, the top talent in your, in your age group, what would you say would be tougher?
1: Um, probably the school, school ball, I would say would be tougher. Okay. You know, and travel ball every single person on sticks is the dude, every single, so like every kid on that sticks team in their high school, they're the dude. And so it really, it really doesn't put any pressure on you. It just helps you elevate your game is knowing you're surrounded by other people who will pick you up if you don't do as well. And in high school ball, you know, you don't get to recruit. So it's just, if you go to that school, you go to that school. And so some schools are more loaded than other schools just depends on who all lives in your area
0: so so on a, on a talent side of things on just guys that you're facing how would you compare high school ball in Arkansas compared to uh, just the travel ball circuit
1: High school ball in Arkansas is still very very competitive we still face at Bryant we still face everybody's ace every single time we play, every time we play so I mean we're still facing best of the best and everybody's going to give us our best shot in baseball as well because we're known also as a baseball school. So,
0: Yeah. So you mentioned there that actually your sophomore year you hit cleanup, didn't even pitch for him. Um, I know on Perfect Game you are listed as a pitcher first and then it says first base outfield. So I kind of want to get your mindset on this. Uh, as Since you are listed as a two-way player right now, what is your plan for the future as you head to Arkansas?
1: I'll probably just pitch at Arkansas. Okay. Yeah. So
0: so when you when you do get that opportunity to become not a two-way player anymore and you're just focusing on pitching, how do you think your pitching game is going to evolve um, when you're just focusing on one side of the game instead of both ways?
1: I think there's a good chance it could evolve drastically because, you know, the time I'm spending on hitting, I could spend on different aspects of pitching and different ways I could maybe mechanically sound myself or get stronger or do different things to – Help elevate my game.
0: So if you had to dig into your pitching repertoire, kind of take us through what pitches you you're you're out there throwing and what are what are some different aspects of each pitch.
1: Um I throw a four seam and a two-seam fastball. Um my two seam, if I want like say it's like a, a, a cleanup guy or something, I'll throw my two seam more because I'm not a big power pitcher. I, I get I get a lot of ground out, so I want my ground outs. And I throw a curveball also. It's a real steep 12-6 curveball, but I can also throw a big loopy, like a, I don't remember how to call it, but yeah, a big sweeping curveball. I can, I, can, I can also throw like a big sweeping curveball. So add like a back leg of a righty or something. I throw change-ups. I, I like to throw change-ups a lot because I th- I face a lot of right-handed hitters and as where I'm at right now, I'm not going to blow a whole bunch of people away just yet. So my changeup is very key. Finding the feel for my changeup, I like to throw that a lot too.
0: Yeah. So if you had to if you had to choose one pitch that maybe needed the most work, what would that pitch be, and what what would be the reasoning for uh, needing it needing work?
1: Uh, it's still my changeup. Okay. I mean, some days it's locked on. Some days it's still I can't find it when I need it the most. So I'd still say my changeup right now.
0: So when you go through about developing some of your pitches that maybe aren't your best, how do you go about developing those pitches?
1: Uh, With my changeup, I throw a lot of long toss with my changeup. I try to just keep it loose and make sure I try to keep throwing it hard. No, No difference in arm speed, no difference in body movements. Just repeat a fastball, feel, and the same speed as a fastball and just let the grip do the work and the pronation do the work. Um, curveball, I throw a lot of flats, so I'll I'll try to just, just stand it up, just play catch with it, try to get the proper movement that I want and the proper feel that I want, things like that. So are
0: are you pretty set on the pitches that you are throwing right now, or do you have any plans in the future to potentially add maybe a a one or two more pitches as well?
1: I'm definitely open to adding pitches. I used to throw a cutter and a splitter when I was younger, and then I just kind of took them away to just focus on just getting my three main pitches better. Instead of, instead of having five, like, okay pitches, I wanted like three good pitches, like really good pitches. So
0: so when you go about adding new pitches, let's say you wanted to add a cutter or whatever it would happen to be just to pitch on a regular basis. Mm-hmm. How do you go about adding new pitches?
1: Uh, first, I want to be able to know I can have a feel for it in the game. So it'll probably take a little process of, Maybe some long toss, maybe just a whole bunch of fields in the bullpens, you know, things like that. Make sure I'm comfortable with it first before I'm going into the game.
0: So how, how would you compare adding a new pitch compared to developing a new pitch? Like, is there a different mindset there? Is there different drills you're doing? Uh, how, how, what's that comparison there?
1: Uh, I don't really say there would be much of a difference, you know, to me at least. You know, you still want to develop it after you add it. I don't know if that makes sense or not. Yeah. It kind of sounds dumb. But um I mean, I don't really think there would be much of a difference. You know, if you add it, I'd still want to work with it, make sure I have it like developed to where I'm comfortable and confident that I can throw for a strike in any count before I throw it in a game. Yeah. So if you had
0: to if you had to dig through just the mechanics of your pitching windup, could you kind of take us through just step by step of what those mechanics are?
1: Uh I'm like uh I don't remember what we called, but in high school Arkansas baseball, you're not allowed to you have to have both feet like on the rubber you can't have it like slanted, but I'm more of a slanted guy in summer ball like my I'm kind of slanted on the rubber a little bit you know i uh, I'm a big leg kick guy, I have a pretty i wouldn't say it's like short arm but i'm I have a pretty more of a smaller arm arm slot, probably three-quarter arm slot. Um, yeah, there's really not much to it. Just.
0: So if, if you had to go through your game and kind of just choose maybe the things that you want to work on most before you head to Fayetteville and play in Arkansas here in a couple of years, what what would those things be?
1: Uh, First of all, it's being efficient. You know, sometimes I'm locked in and I can throw anything and it'd be exactly where I want it. And then sometimes... I can't – I couldn't hit the ocean if I wanted to. So, I mean, I'm trying to be more efficient, and be able to get ahead early, get out of innings, and then also be able to every level.
0: Yeah. So, if you were if you were a scout watching your game, so this could be in the dugout. I mean, heck, this is could even be you in the batter's box at this moment in your career and when you're on the mound. What would be your personal scouting report on yourself?
1: Uh, make him throw the fastball first strike, right, for sure. That's – you don't want to – be too too aggressive but you want to be able to just find that fastball because I can be a little sporadic every once in a while and so I'll have like a really good AB and then a not so good AB and it'll be like just kind of up and down sometimes and so just make sure that I'm staying consistent with my fastball and establishing that early and be able to attack the fastball whenever you get it okay
0: so let's transition a little bit. Let's dig into your recruiting process that landed you in Fayetteville and uh, going to Arkansas for that 2024 class. Um, so when did the recruiting process get started for you? When did some of those Division One teams start reaching out?
1: Uh, it started the winter of my freshman season, um, very early January. So I had just finished up Sticks Fall League for the very first time with Coach Brewster. And I was going into my freshman year of baseball and it was the end of December, beginning of January, whenever I first got the text from my coaches, call Coach Hobbs, you know. And so I'd spoken to him and we had talked for a couple of times before he officially offered me. And then I'd also talked to UA University of Arkansas, Little Rock also. And then I talked to some people and Arkansas has always been my dream school. So I've always wanted to go to Arkansas. So, yeah. so
0: if you could dig through what that, a couple initial phone calls were like with Coach Hobbs, um, can I take us through like maybe some questions he was asking and just what's, what were some topics of concern? Uh, just how did those a few initial phone calls uh, just go?
1: Uh, he's a very energetic guy. You know, I like his energy. He brings a lot of energy. But he also, he wants to get to actually know you. You know, some coaches don't care to get to know their players and understand their players. And he's not one of those guys He he talked to me. He got to know me a little bit. He told me a little bit about himself. And so we were able to understand each other and build a good little bond.
0: So how long was it after you – so you, you said you go through a couple phone calls with Coach Hobbs. Um, takes him a co- it takes him, what, you said three or four phone calls to actually offer you. How long was it after he offered you that you actually did commit to Arkansas?
1: It was about a year. Okay. little. I think, yeah, just about a year.
0: So as, as you went through that process – you, you mentioned Arkansas Little Rock. Um, were there some other teams that you were also um, in conversations with as well? Or was most of your focus kind of on Arkansas? Uh,
1: no, I didn't – I knew of some teams that had reached out about me, but they hadn't – like, I haven't talked to them any. Okay. But it was mainly Arkansas. Okay. So, as you went through the process,
0: obviously you said Arkansas was always a place you wanted to go. But if you had the option to choose between maybe Arkansas, a couple other SEC schools, ACC schools – What would have been some of the key things that you would have been looking for in a coaching staff or even in a university in general?
1: Um, A home feeling, for sure. You know, you don't want to go to a university and not feel like you belong, not feel like you're welcomed to there. So you definitely want to feel like you're at home. Uh, You want to be able to connect with the people and the environment and the players, you know, and just also some academic stuff you know you want to I don't really want to go to like a very low graduation type of school and Arkansas is typically kind of a smart school too a little bit and so
0: so you mentioned academics there like so once you do head to Arkansas in that fall 2024 what's gonna like do you have any idea on maybe your potential major that you'd like to focus on once you go to school there
1: I have thought a little bit about it. I thought it'd be pretty cool to maybe do some like some type of agency type thing, like you are right now, to maybe become an agent, if I don't go pro, or to be like a trainer, do some type of sports medicine, which is what I'm also taking right now at Bryant, okay. taking sports medicine classes, and so. So,
0: when you say sports medicine, do you think? Um you would rather do the football or baseball side of things because obviously playing for a very good football program, being a good football player, you have that potentially as well. Or would you focus more on the baseball side?
1: Uh I would probably say probably the baseball side right now. I've okay. got more connections to the baseball.
0: Yeah. So with you being a guy who's in the class 2024, I mean that's not too far away now at this point, and you being in you being located in Arkansas. I'm going to go ahead and assume that you've been to Fayetteville. You've taken some of your visits. Uh, So, like, when you go through some of those visits, what are some of the things they're showing you? What have been some of the most things that have impressed you so far um, of just the Arkansas baseball facility and um, just Fayetteville in general?
1: Um, I actually have not been on a visit just yet. I've been hoping to this winter. Um, But I have gone to Fayetteville for several of their baseball games since I was young and it's it's rocking that's the only way I could really say it's electrifying it's rocking you know the traditions the energy everything it's why wouldn't you want to play there in front of thousands and thousands and thousands of people that are rooting for you yeah I know
0: I mean I know when when it was called division one baseball they released their top 100 baseball programs a couple of weeks ago and I believe Arkansas was number two I mean you're right. I mean, Arkansas baseball is one of the best programs. I mean, you tons of fans across the country. Um, definitely, definitely cool place to play. Balm-, Bal- Balm Walker stadium is pretty legit as well uh, with the, especially with those new facilities they just put in, I think uh, someone told me they put in north of north of $30 million. So that's definitely, definitely a great place to go develop and definitely a great place to go play for three, four years. But, um, so obviously there are a lot of guys from the state of Arkansas. There's a lot of guys even on the Arkansas sticks, who are committed for your class or even even the 23 25 classes as well. Um, so who are some, what are some of the re- relationships you have with some of the other Arkansas the Arkansas Razorback commits?
1: We've got a really good relationships with some people. Um, I'm really close with Brenton Clark you know in the summer man who spent quite a bit of time together and so I've been close with Ross Felder since he committed in eighth grade when he was, I've played with him since I was probably 12 or 13. And so I've got really good connections with a whole bunch of people, mainly because of sticks and they're all on my team in summer too. Yeah. I'm so, sure. Yeah. yeah I, I've got really good connections.
0: Yeah. I know. I know the first time I came, so I started learning more about the the travel ball circuit about a year ago. And the more and more that I got into it, I saw how, Like I kept coming across coach Brewster, Chase Brewster and the Arkansas sticks And I would go through and I just saw Arkansas commit, Arkansas commit, Arkansas commit. Like it's just, it's crazy the amount of Arkansas commits that he can get on just one team in every, it seems like in every class, every Arkansas commit has at least played for him at some point. And it's, it's crazy. I mean, and it's great. I mean, it's great for the Razorbacks as well, because I mean, you guys get to build that chemistry early on. Um, It's definitely, definitely a cool thing to see. Um, But since you have committed to the Arkansas to Arkansas, um, how has your relationship with that coaching staff, Coach Hobbs, Coach Van Horn, um, how has that co- how has that relationship evolved these past uh, couple of years?
1: Uh, with Coach Hobbs and the Arkansas coaching staff, yeah, uh, it's definitely grown a lot. I mean, we, I would say he knows me kind of well. You know, uh, we don't talk a whole whole bunch, but when we do, we have really really good conversations and he's just really just trying to get to know me know who I am exactly cuz he's also trying to commit to me as as much as I'm trying to commit to him yeah so
0: i know i know um, september until september 1st of this past year there was like a pretty big barrier on how you guys would could kind of connect and kind of communicate yeah. just because the NCAA rules which really don't make in my opinion really don't make much sense especially when I feel like the majority of classes are co- almost finished by the time that September 1st deadline yeah. comes around their junior year. Cause I mean, I would say, well, you guys have what, 10 or 12 guys already for the 24 class already committed.
1: The early committing is crazy. Yeah. Like, and the I amount mean, of kids. I,
0: I, yeah. I just talked to Spencer Browning and he's a 26 commit for you guys. Yeah. And I mean, I know he said he went to an event where there was like 35 guys in his 26 class who already committed. Like, it just doesn't make sense for the end. I mean, I, I know you probably don't want to, talk too much about I'll talk about this you don't have to say anything but no it's just for me just me looking at it it kind of doesn't make sense to me to most guys are committing to when they're freshmen or sophomores but they can't directly communicate with their coaches until September yeah. 1st of their junior year but oh well I mean I guess that's just just yeah. how it goes um, but we talked about the Arkansas sticks there for a second. Let's dig into more of that for a little bit. Obviously coach Brewster is kind of the person who kind of got me connected with all you guys. He's kind of the reason we're whole, we're doing this whole JKR podcast, Arkansas sticks series. So um, how did you get connected with Arkansas sticks and coach Brewster?
1: Uh, I played for a team called performance out of based out of Little Rock and I had coach Dustin Mosley and coach Cody Gildon and they had really good connections and, Coach Brewster is from Texarkana, and that's where Coach Cody is also from. He's from Texarkana, so they've known each other for a little while. And it was really Coach Cody who got me connected with Coach Brewster since I was, when I was in, like, seventh grade, Uh, when Coach Brewster really started reaching out to, like, my parents about trying to have me play for the sticks. He wanted me to play for the sticks, play for the sticks, play for the sticks. And so, you know, we had, we've had a really good – connection he's the real deal so
0: i mean i, I mean all, all you guys are always saying how much of a relationship type of person coach brewster is But oh for sure if you could go through and just kind of describe the relationship you have with coach brewster and even how it's evolved these past couple of years since your seventh grade year when he kind of started reaching out to you what like kind of what is that relationship like with him
1: uh he'll make sure to tell you that he loves you no matter what happens he makes sure to tell you that he he'll, he'll be the first one to tell you how proud he is of you he'll also be the first one to get on your butt for whenever you do something wrong. Um, He's a very down to earth type of guy. He's very, very real and very honest. And he'll tell you how he feels and he'll, he knows the way to say it too. He knows how to say it. He's very smart. um, And he's, he knows what he's doing and he's got a great group of people around him that'll help him do it.
0: Yeah. So you mentioned that great group of people. I mean, I know coach Bruce is a great coach, uh, Coach Landers, Coach Dirk Kenny—I mean, all those guys that are in that program, um, and even people that you've played with, uh, played under before. Who do you think's been the most couple influential people in your baseball career so far?
1: Uh, overall, uh, I would definitely say Coach Cody is up there for sure. Um, I used to, honestly, I used to suck, and he really—it was a confidence thing. He really helped me with my confidence. And I would definitely say when I was very, very little, uh, I had a coach, Coach Brower, Michael Brower, and just he was like the smartest, like of a fundamental standpoint type of coaches. And he knew how to instill like just discipline in you whenever you're little. And not many coaches are able to do that with kids. And he just knew how to connect with kids.
0: Yeah. So, so with you now being a part of this Arkansas Sticks program for a while, um, and obviously the Arkansas Sticks have evolved a lot these past couple of years to where they're one of the top-tier legit baseball programs in the summer circuit. What do you think has led to all that success of the Arkansas Sticks? It's just
1: us going out there and competing. You know, You're not going to get recognition if you're not winning games, and Arkansas, in my opinion, is probably the best state in the country as far as talent based was, uh, we, we don't have a whole bunch of exposure. The Javon Sticks is so big for us. Um, but, you know, we're winning games, and when you win games, people will notice you, and they want to play for people who win games, you know.
0: Yeah. So, as, I mean, as you head into your last uh, summer of travel ball, um, just looking back into just your past couple summers, your past fall balls, whatever it happens to be, uh, what do you think has been some of the best memories that you've made so far in your travel ball career?
1: Uh, hanging out with my teammates for sure. The the going out to eat after games, you know, things like that. You know, the iMessage games with people, the PlayStation games in the hotels, just building like hanging out with your friends and stuff with that are on the team. They're not just teammates; that are practically family, pretty much, because you live with them pretty much in the summer, cause you're with them so much. So. So what are you what
0: are you looking forward to most as you head into your last summer? Gonna class 2024 next year is gonna be that class that everyone's watching. So what are you looking forward to most as you head into your last travel ball season?
1: Just playing baseball. I mean, I just love to play baseball. That's really all I, I just love playing baseball. So it's just well, fun.
0: A, yeah, I mean that's always a great thing because I mean who doesn't love playing baseball? Shoot. Um, but, man, I got a couple last questions here for you before we end it off. Um, so we talked about baseball now for about a half hour. Let's kind of move away from the baseball field just a little bit. Um, so if you – are when you aren't playing baseball, aren't playing football, what would you say some of your passions are beyond just the, the athletic field?
1: Uh, I, I listen to a whole bunch of music. I'm not good at singing, but I sing a lot, you know, like with my friends. We'll, jam sessions they, they go crazy but i suck at singing so let's not get that twisted i'm <laughs> terrible about it but i i do sing a lot and jam that a lot
0: so what when you when you are singing what what type of what genre is that country rap rock what type of what type of songs you're listening to
1: i can listen to a little bit of everything i guess i, I li- a lot i listen to a lot of um like r&b now kind of um some rap uh when i'm in the call with my mom, country. Um, so, just depends on what the mood is at the time. Okay. So, who who are some of your? So, this could be
0: for all genres. Who are some of your favorite uh, people to listen to?
1: Chris Brown, I love listening to Chris Brown. I love Beyonce. Um, I listen to like Little Baby, uh, Young Boy for sure, um, and then. I listen to some locally, local, like Little Rock rappers.
0: Okay,
1: so, so they're Bro- home based. So I take it Bryant is kind
0: of close to Little Rock, then
1: it's right beside it, it's like 15 minutes away. Okay.
0: So Bryant's kind of what, like a suburb of Little Rock, you'd say?
1: Uh, something like that, you could say that.
0: So I guess I've never been to Little Rock, so I really don't know, like, the size of that. Like, how big is Little Rock? Like, is it a pretty, pretty big town, or
1: uh, for Arkansas, it is, but for like anywhere else, it's really not. Okay, um, so yeah.
0: So when you have to go do something fun, let's say you want to go watch a movie or go bowling or something, is there stuff to do in Bryant or do you have to travel to Little Rock to go do that type of stuff?
1: Oh, You can do both. You know, there's bowling in Little Rock, but like my friends and I also, there's like, there's a lake. We can play beach volleyball on the lake. There's, um, we could play spike ball. We play a lot of spike ball this summer. It's fun. Um, We play it. Maybe some kickball, or they'll go golfing. Some play tennis, go watch a movie, mini golf. You know, there's a lot of stuff to do. Yeah. What? So,
0: what? What would be your favorite thing to do up up in Bryant?
1: Uh, probably either spike ball or volleyball. I'm a, I'm insane at volleyball.
0: Yeah, but volleyball, especially especially just being an athlete like you playing football, baseball, volleyball is definitely something fun to do and just go out there and dominate
1: but if I could be on the volleyball team, I don't think we'd lose a game.
0: <laughs> well, so what's your, what's your favorite thing to do in volleyball? You're more like a, um, what's it called? Spike? Is it called spiking when they like, they talk? Yeah, I'm head?
1: a front row typist. I like to spike it and block people. Yeah, that's, so.
0: that, and that's, that's the most entertaining to watch too. Like I'm, yeah. I'm a, like, I'm a, I am was an athlete, but I'm like a little bit of a bigger guy, you know, way a little bit. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I didn't get the chance to. Uh, spike it all the time because I couldn't maybe <laughs> jump, jump that high to get up that high, but no, it's def- definitely definitely a fun thing to do. Um, but here I got one last question here before we end it off. Um, so when you do head to Arkansas here in a couple of years, you're going to get the opportunity to capitalize on your name, image, and likeness. Um, just a new new re- obviously new regulation that came to NCAA about a year and a half ago. Um, so if you could choose one dream brand besides Nike and Adidas or any of those big time brands. What would be one dream company you'd love to
1: endorse one day? Uh, I've never thought of that before. Because as soon as you asked me that, I was thinking either Nike or Jordan, but I can't say that now. Um, yeah, like
0: so, so, like I used to just ask what your favorite, what, what what would be your dream brand to endorse, and then I would always get Nike or Rawlings or Louis yeah. Louisville or just like all the big time brands, and I was just like. Yeah. Well, I, I, I kind of want to change it up. I kind of want to see if there's a different type of brand out there that you'd like to like athlete, like guys your age would potentially like to work with in a couple of years.
1: I mean, a hundred percent. It's a brand that's called hundred percent. They have like dope sunglasses.
0: Yeah. I don't I
1: have a pair, but I see a lot of people wear them and they're, they're really cool. So that'd I, know. Be nice.
0: I know there's a, there's a lot of travel ball teams that they're connected with. I think you guys are connected with Los Reyes kind of with black Cobra. Uh-huh. Kinda. Um, but no, like I think I think Tatis is with hundred percent, like they're they they definitely got some cool sunglasses. But yeah. And that's all that's all the questions I got for you. Really appreciate you coming on the show. Uh definitely wish you the best of luck, obviously the rest of this football season as you guys go into potentially winning five straight, straight uh, five straight state championships. Uh wish you the best of luck next spring and as you continue on with your career to Fayetteville, um go play at Arkansas. So uh just really appreciate you coming on the show, man.
1: Thank you. I appreciate you having me.
0: And that's going to do it for another episode and another week of the JKR podcast. Some great quality content all week this week. Just want to wish the best of luck to all four guests to come on the podcast. Definitely all four of them have great futures ahead. Definitely going to be following them to see where they're going. But before we go, we do have one hell of a week coming up next week. Four great guests again for week five of the Arkansas Sticks interview series. Um, That's going to be started off with Trake Owen, 2023 Ole Miss commit, followed by Lance Davis, Arkansas commit, Charlie Carter, Oklahoma State commit. And rounded off next week is Mark Brizzy, another Arkansas commit. Uh, so just four great guests again next week as well. Uh, kind of doing that right now as we speak. Kind of got two episodes on Tuesday, two episodes on Wednesday for me. Um, but, no, just really cool learning about all these guys. All of them have different backgrounds, which is really cool. Um, just this Arkansas Sticks program is top-notch. If anyone tells you different, they have something wrong with them. So, um, But, no, for any more updates on the JKR podcast – Check out our social media. Check out our website. Social media is going to be at JKR underscore podcast on Instagram, TikTok, and Twitter. Um, and then the website's going to be www.jkrpodcast.com. So check those out. Give us a follow. Hit the subscribe button. And we'll catch you guys next week for those great episodes.